It's time. Here we go. Welcome to the feed, you sexy beasts. I'm Trey Jordan. I'm Alan Holmes. And we're about to blow your minds wide open in the art scene right here in Edmonton. That's right, my Wookiee-like friend. The art scene in Edmonton is more than just a pile of metal balls or a portrait of McJesus. Now, art is so subjective, and we run the gamut here on the feed with uh, street art, music, makeup, stand-up, and so much more. Here's Juliet to enlighten us on another form of art in Edmonton, and that's Aboriginal art. Juliet? I need a microphone. Hi. Edmonton is creating its first indigenous art park. It's the first of its kind in Edmonton and also in the world. The indigenous park called Innu River Lot 11 will have six artists from across the world. They were selected to make artworks that reflect the stories of that place. The Edmonton Public Arts Program is focusing on Indigenous artists to give them greater representation. Indigenous artists are not just a thing of the past. They need to be included in contemporary culture. For this reason, the Indigenous Art Park is being created. As the Aboriginal population continues to grow in our city, so too is demand for Aboriginal art. Yet, there's a lack of public pieces on display by those artists. Now, a unique city proposal for an Aboriginal art park in the River Valley hopes to change that. Currently, we have the Indigenous Art Park, which is at the Queenie um, Park site, the old Queenie Pool from the 1950s. Um, So, Innu River Lot 11, uh, where we've got six contemporary Indigenous artists. Two of those are locally based, um, or from the region, one from Edmonton and one from Rich Lake, Alberta and uh, both Métis artists and they're emerging and what the project has already done for them is started to boost them where they're, they're actually getting approached for being on design teams for other public art commissions whether they like it or not. A colorful turtle, symbols of fire, and an anti-monument to the role of animals in Edmonton's history are three of the new public artworks set at this time. In all, there will be six pieces relating to the theme, the stories of this place. Edmonton is creating its first indigenous art park and the first of its kind in the world. The art park is part of the Queen Elizabeth Park Master Plan, costing $47 million. And it's worth every penny, and it's a model for the world. Thanks, Juliet, for the old knowledge punch. Now, here's a kick in the groin of the brain for you. Art has evolved over the years to be a lot more than just pretty paintings. I'm sure my brain doesn't have a groin, but anyways, Alan, do you want to elaborate on that for us? Yeah, I do. I'm going to tell you guys all about when the commercial world and the fine art world make sweet, sweet love. It's called pop art. Pop, 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 pop. A lot of people seem to mistake art as simply being Renaissance paintings, often old, sometimes pretentious, out-of-touch images of typical beauty complemented by traditional high art themes, such as morality, mythology, and history. What's known as pop art turns that expectation on its head. Opposed to the typical, pop art draws imagery from popular culture. In many ways, this makes the art easier to digest. It draws on the mass media we see on a daily basis, chews it up, and vomits it out as an art form. Pop artists tend to celebrate more commonplace objects, 
often incorporating commercial images that were bombarded with on a regular basis as a way of seeking to elevate pop culture to the level of fine art. Enter Andy Warhol. In 1962, Warhol debuted his first one-man gallery exhibition as a fine artist with his infamously iconic compilation of Campbell's soup cans paintings, 32 canvases, one for each of the canned soup flavors the company offered at the time. Believe it or not, it was this exhibit that helped usher in pop art as a major movement in the United States. The commercial subject matter initially offended and confused people, seen as a tacky insult to the more abstract expressionist paintings of the time. The controversy led to a great debate about the ethics and mere what's the point of such work. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Good question, Miley Cyrus. What does it mean? Truthfully, it's hard to say for sure, but it sparked the conversation almost answers itself. Love it or hate it, it's something that got people talking, and we're still talking about it. Throughout the 80s, some of the biggest icons in pop culture rose to prominence because of their integration of such concepts, most notably Madonna and Michael Jackson, both of whom combined their music with fashion, dance, performance art, and live spectacle, often communicating multiple messages and pushing boundaries of what was allowed at the time. Even though the era of MTV has died, new stars have taken the mantle. Lady Gaga has confessed her love of Andy Warhol, who had a great impact particularly on her early albums and the campaigns and tours surrounding them. Local pop artist Ronnie takes these kind of messages and themes into her own music. And then the chorus I kept, the calling all my ladies in the documentary, they had this image where they were, it was like a helicopter shot where they were shooting just like the fields in India, because I guess that is where a lot of uh, fetuses and newborns, after they kill them, they'll get dumped because it's impossible to find. Um, so that calling all my ladies, that's where that lyric came from is that image. So it's kind of a dark <laughs> But um, I wanted to keep it within my genre that was pop, but it it came from that, and yeah, it means a lot to me. So pop art, I mean, it's it's a lot of the same ideas and emotions that are meant to be communicated through what is typically thought of as fine art, but in a way that's easier to swallow. Like candy, it's bright, colorful, looks delicious, tastes even better, but then kills you from the inside. Mass destruction. Oh, so that's what you meant by pop art. I thought you meant like the bubble wrap that comes in packaging, you know, the pop, 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 pop. What? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay, well, anyways, let's move on to another form of art. Because, you know, it's not all about canvases, clay, pastel colors. There's another form of art that I really like, and that's music. Evan, you want to talk about some music for us? Yeah, for sure. Music is definitely my favorite art form out of all of them. And I got to look into music from Edmonton, both locally and on the world stage. It seems like Edmonton has gone for quite some time without producing any artists that got a lot of radio play. The last one I can remember that got a lot of mainstream hype was the Stereos. Remember those guys? Now that that's stuck in your head, let's move on. I originally thought that it had been a long time since relevant artists had come out of Edmonton, and that led me to ask, what is the condition of the Edmonton music scene? Is it on its way out? Is it dying? I talked to Brendan Murray, manager for three Edmonton-based artists and ex-partner with YEG Music about the state of the Edmonton music scene. Yeah. Some people are a bit more negative about the scene, some people are a bit more positive, but I, I think genuinely what our scene needs is an attitude of, you know, if we all climb the mountain together, we can all reach the top together. So even though the Edmonton music scene may need to work on its camaraderie and becoming less competitive, 
something that the Edmonton music scene does have going for itself is its diversity. Bands that are, are singing Cree, but they're infusing it with rap or they're infusing mm-hmm. it with hip-hop. Tons of folk artists here, tons of like country folk. Our rap scene is actually really <laughs> rapidly rising. I think R&B is really growing as well. With this much diversity, you can hear Norel open for touring punk bands that are on their way through Edmonton. experience points cover some of your favorite old school video game tracks or see the chaos that is 11 piece group cluster fun so now that we know edmonton has variety it turns out that edmonton actually does have some big talent coming out after all Edmonton-raised artist Mac DeMarco has been gaining quite a bit of critical acclaim, and Edmonton-based pop duo Purity Ring co-wrote and produced three tracks off of Katy Perry's latest album, Witness. Final verdict? Go see some local bands! You'll be surprised what you find. And if you want to get involved in the Edmonton music scene, there's a show next week at the Rec Room, and the guy interviewed Brendan Murray actually plays guitar in that band, and they're going to be premiering a new single. So go check that out. And if you don't like it, well, there's tons of arcade games at the Rec Room. It's a great place. (laughs) It's like painting before your ears instead of your eyes. (laughs) Thanks so much, Evan. And you know what I don't get, though? Like, how women put so much effort into painting their face, their makeup, their fashion. They look so good all the time. And, I mean, I look so ugly. Yeah, you're a troll. Oh, okay. But but it's really not as simple as just, you know, painting their face, actually. Looking good is an art in itself. It's all about expressing yourself. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. I, I, I could barely, you know, draw a stick figure. I don't think I can you know, put stuff near my eyeballs. It wouldn't work. And uh, I feel like I need to put in twice as much effort as they do just to look half as good. Well, luckily for you, Trey, we have an expert here. Jenna, are you going to let Trey in on the secret to looking pretty? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, Trey might be a little too far gone to get that kind of help. Um, (laughs) However, I mean, everyone has their own cup of tea. um, And I know someone who might be able to help you a little bit. Art is incredibly subjective. What one person might find beautiful or attractive, another person could find odd, distracting, and maybe even downright ugly. Play video games? Yes. Guess what, buddy? You like art? Uh, Yep. You ever been to Subway? Yes. You order a sandwich? Somebody put that together for you, dude. That's art. Makeup and fashion are no exceptions. Take me for example. I love makeup. I don't do anything crazy or anything, but I love wearing bold colored lipsticks. I mean bold. I can see the looks I get when I walk through campus. My lipstick choice isn't for everyone. And to that, I say I talked to my older sister, Amy, who's a makeup artist based right here in Edmonton. How long have you been doing makeup? Probably I was like 19, 20, 7, 8 years. Do you think that makeup has given you a way to express yourself? In a way, I don't go crazy, but I still like feel like it is part of my artistic side since I'm not a big artsy person. I'm more of a sportsy person, very tomboy, things like that. Like It's my way to be girly and artsy because it's like my canvas, I guess. Is it challenging to be a makeup artist in Edmonton? There's not a lot of extra things going on in Edmonton compared to like someone like New York. No Broadway or anything like that. Um, our busy seasons would 
would be more like towards grad or weddings, so like spring, summertime, not like a year-round kind of deal. Do you tend to coordinate your clothing and your makeup? Yes, it's very interchangeable. It's either or. So I really want to use a piece of makeup or a certain lip color. I'll coordinate my clothes so that like it can match it. Do you ever have a hard time finding makeup or certain products or lines in Edmonton? Well, we do have Sephora now, except they still, like, some Sephoras don't carry all the line. For example, I went to the Kingsway one a while back, and I was looking for all of Stila's glitter eyeshadows and then highlighters. Now, Kingsway doesn't carry Stila. So now, if I wanted to, I have to go all the way to West Ed to be able to get that brand. So sometimes, yeah, it can be difficult. And, of course, you're paying a high price for it. If you would like to learn how to do makeup, Eventbrite offers multiple makeup workshops here in Edmonton. Visit their website at eventbrite.ca. That's eventbrite.ca. Awesome. Um, now I feel like I want to go buy a new lipstick. So thanks so much for having me, guys, and good luck, Trey. No, thank you, Jenna. Uh, yeah, I'll be okay, Jenna. I think I'll be okay. All right, Alan, I get all the fashion and makeup stuff. I can't do it. I'm never going to look pretty. But now I want to talk about street art. I love whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses there, Banksy. We got people's salaries to pay. Commercials, remember? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll just talk about street art after this. Good afternoon. I'm Seth Hennig on location at the South Lobby. And I'm so hungry. I've been thinking about gourmet food all morning. Did you know that you can actually win a gourmet lunch from Ernest resident chef Rod Butters? Yeah, it's happening March 15th, and it's super easy to enter. You just have to go online to nate.ca slash win tickets. Opportunities like this don't happen very often, like once in a year, maybe. The sad thing is, I'm not allowed to sign up, but you are. And I mean you as in our wonderful listener, not you, Trey and Alan. Don't miss out. Sign up for a free lunch from Ernest's resident chef, Rod Butters, right now at nate.ca. Dot ca slash win tickets for nr92 i'm seth hennig live on location in the south lobby and now back to the feed on nr92 okay trey continue all right alan i want to talk about street art i don't mean painting the actual street or drawing a picture of the street trey nice try it's just you know I just know it's because you really like hip-hop. Well, well, that's one of the reasons, but I also love rebelling against the man. This is Trey Jordan, and I'm talking about street art in Edmonton. Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. What's street art? It's usually unsanctioned artwork executed outside the context of traditional art venues. So, I don't know, I've never done art history, but... I suppose I'm just Matthew Small, and I and I make paintings of people. The way I see street art is the voice of of those that are that want to have a voice and feel like the city is their their environment, their free environment to to make a comment, to say something, or just to express themselves. Street art started in the mid 1990s in Europe and was made famous in North America among the streets of New York City. It has now become a worldwide phenomenon that is impacting Edmonton as well. Oh, okay, I see how it is, I get it. But what does that have to do with Edmonton, though? Edmonton Arts Council funded $10,000 to help fund street artists coming to the city. Now, why were they coming to the city, you might ask? Rust Magic Festival, 
is a smaller organization that displays street art within Edmonton, combining artists from all continents, including local street artists such as Demer, AJ Luden, Alex Lombarda, and Evan Brunt. Their message is simple. Unique styles combine an elixir of street magic happening in Edmonton. Ah, oh, I love Edmonton. I'll rep my city. But what is street art, though? Is that just spray paint from Walmart? The forms of graffiti vary from spray paint graffiti, stencil graffiti, weight pasted post art, sticker art, street installations, and sculptures. Modern graffiti and street art began with slogans graffitied on public walls symbolizing images of protest and political or social commentary. Street art has gone from a frowned upon art form to one of the most popular forms of art in the 21st century. Yo, that street art looks dope. I understand it's about expressing yourself. But why don't we get to see it in museums? Well, many famous artists like Banksy have set up viewings of their artwork around the world. Banksy's motives are a little different than trying to make money off his art. Because making money off your art just loses the essence of what street art is. It's a way of expressing oneself. Megan Bertignoli with the Art Gallery of Alberta explains why street art isn't monetized and shown in art galleries like other forms of art. When we bring street art into the exhibition spaces, it has the problem of like commodifying it. And so, you know, part of the spirit of street art is that it's not like a commodity. You can't buy and sell it hanging on your wall, on your walls. Um, and so Banksy's doing some interesting things where he's purposely, purposefully commodifying street art um, to sort of show us kind of the, the problematics and nature of that. Street art has been known for its rebellious form ties into hip-hop. The tools artists use to express themselves shouldn't be hindered because art can change the world. Images can be more powerful than words. Yeah, I want to do some street art. I'm going to go around to Walmart, pick up some acrylic paint, some paper, some pens, maybe a plasma TV, and make some street art. (laughs) I don't know what a plasma TV has to do with anything, but other forms of art in the 21st century are like video projection and yarn bombing. Oh, all this talk about yarn bombing is making me hungry. Wait, what? I didn't even go into it. Like, I thought I was the weird one here. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, put the yarn down for a sec. I didn't touch that yarn! I didn't! Oh, hi, Rob. (laughs) Alan, what are you doing? Just put the yarn down here, all right? If you're actually hungry, here, chew on this. Food has been one of the most likely necessities of life to help humanity accomplish, well, anything that a human may be able to do. You see, humanity isn't likely to accomplish much on an empty stomach. Food has kept us alive, and those who have a passion for it have turned it into an art form. To help grill my point, I spoke to Ron Wong, an instructor here at Nate for the eloquently named Culinary Arts Program. So. How doth thou use food and cooking as a paintbrush? Uh, the art is the creativity of uh, presenting food, creativity in uh, creating uh, different kinds of food, recipes, and use of ingredients, creative in uh, how to use ingredients. But do people notice the effort and work that goes into these dishes? Are efforts wasted in vain? Ron, fork up some good news. Are these guys getting the recognition they've been working for? It all depends on the the customer. Some give great feedback, some don't give feedback, some uh, just want to fill their belly, and some people really appreciate food. So the people that appreciate food will give good feedback and uh, would appreciate what was put before them. Well, a full belly is better than a plate in the trash. 
Perhaps this can be attributed to sending a licensed professional from Nate to Dubai. Okay, that's uh, Team Nate. We have a competition team, and they're, they're Team Nate. And they're the ones that went to Dubai to compete. So they are students, and they're from um, all over the program. Some are first-year students, some are second-year students. Oh, sorry, Ron. But that's right. Nate usually sends students off to rich countries and rich gatherings of kingdoms, such as the United Arab Emirates. By the way, they have Lamborghinis for police cars. Do the students get any additional training? Eat this. Oh, that's huge. Huge learning. It's uh, experiences that they cannot get here at the college. So it's uh, experience of meeting other people, experience of the pressure of performing. So there's experiences that we can't teach in our regular program. There you go. How's that for your instant noodles? Okay, now that being said, I'm going to take that yarn back. Um, So I've actually used art as an attempted art form. Or, sorry, food as an attempted art form uh, in helping others who are actually ill. Uh, sometimes they're just missing vitamins that keep them healthy even. Alan, I'm doing you a favor. So take this linguine. I found it out of the side of a Lamborghini that was just parked outside here. Okay, and I'm just going to take this yarn and I'm going to go. Uh, it's not bad. I don't know if it's as good as, you know, ball yarn, but it'll do. Well, so- oh, so thank you so much, Rob. You know what, Alan? This has been a pretty funny show, and it makes me think of, like, stand-up comedy. You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big stand-up fan, but I know an even bigger fan. Connor, I see you looking at me. You want to delve into some stand-up comedy? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny that I'm here, right? Jenna does stand-up, but I'm the one doing the stand-up segment. Uh, why, why is that so funny? Because she actually does it, and I'm too scared to. What? You're, you're too scared? Yeah, but I, uh, I tend to scare pretty easily. When I saw Paranormal Activity 2, you know when the bass starts coming in, you can feel the ghost coming. I just look in the corner, man. I cannot handle it. Just eat my popcorn. (laughs) What What are you talking about? Look, being a comedian is really tough. Not only do they have to actually get on stage, they have to keep going up. They're dedicated, and they should get a lot more respect than they actually do. When you think about stand-up comedy, you probably think about Netflix and comedians like Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and Bill Burr. One thing they all have in common, besides Netflix specials, is they all started in small clubs. I talked with Ryan Short, an up-and-comer who's been at it for six years, and Chris Jurek, who's been tearing up the scene with only two months' experience. So what is the local comedy scene like in Edmonton? Uh, it's, it's interesting. The Edmonton scene... It gets shaky at sometimes, but I think it's one of the best scenes to start in. Uh, it's really, really welcoming. I was surprised by that. I don't know. There are a lot of, a lot of funny people, and everyone who runs a, runs a room is really nice and willing to give you a spot, even if you've never done it before or they've only, only seen you bomb. Or So why did you get into stand-up? You know, that one's a harder uh, question. Like, I got into stand-up because I wanted to go solo with improv because uh, this way I didn't have to rely or count on a team. Uh, this way it'd only be myself and so when you go solo improv it's pretty much stand-up so that's why I got into stand-up overall this is something that I talked about on on stage so you might have heard me say this before but like there's I don't know things things got weird with my girlfriend we we were together for six years and then like she moved out and it was this whole thing and I was like okay well I'm alone and I don't really know anyone so I need something to do (laughs) (laughs) where are your favorite rooms in the city to perform comic strip hands down so much fun 
uh, when it sells out there, it's like you can get a pop going, and it's so great, and the club just looks beautiful. Probably Black Dog. The crowds are like super consistent and like really supportive. I love Yuck Yucks. Like the staff almost lets you do whatever you want as long as it's like reasonable. And another one that's been really great is uh, Church of John. Every other Tuesday. Um, they have a show and yeah that one's been super fun every time i've been as well and then i really love uh the druid slash urban tavern now that's where i started was the first time i ever did stand up was there plus it's like a really good workshop room like if a joke can work there it almost works anywhere so chris since you're so new to the scene do you have any advice for someone who wants to get into it oh um just just do it i guess honestly like i i I have no advice in terms of like writing or anything or performing because i've been like i'm uncomfortable on stage every time and i don't know what i'm doing with writing but like i keep wanting to do it so i don't know like if you have any interest just do it the canada council for arts does not recognize stand-up comedy as an artistic activity or artistic discipline excluding stand-up comedians from arts funding but we can change that go to canadianstandup.ca for more information you can also catch Chris Jurek live on March 22nd at the Nook and Ryan Short every Monday at the Battle to the Funny Bone show at the Comic Strip. You can also pick up his album on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you so much, Connor. I hope you guys go out there and see that other form of art, which is stand-up comedy. You've been listening to the Arts Edition of The Feed. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Alan, did you notice that during Connor's segment there, you know what some of the interviews said? They nope. said, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't wet your appetite as much as it did ours. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Thank you for listening to The Feed. Miss something? Catch the rebroadcast Sunday nights at 7 or find us at nr92.com. So you're still thinking of me Just like I know you should I cannot give you everything You know I wish I could I'm so high at the moment I'm so caught up in this Yeah, we're just young, dumb, and broke But we still got love to give While we're young, dumb, young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb, young, young, dumb, and broke Young, dumb, young, young, dumb Young dog.